0: Hello, punters. Another edition of Off the Map, the Racing New South Wales Speed Map podcast. Lee Dalton joins me. I don't want to waste too much time on intros this week, Lee, because we've got a bit to get through, of course. A big day there on Saturday. It is Tab Everest Day, $15 million prize pool. How are you?
1: Good morning. I'm great, Brad. Super excited. It's Friday morning. It feels a little bit like Christmas Eve for us racing fans here in New South Wales and around the country and the world, even, because this race does capture everyone's imagination. Uh, We were just talking off air and $15 $15 million, you see it bob up on the screen there, and $6.2 million to first. And even after a few years of us being familiar with this race, the figure is just astronomical. And uh, naturally, we've got an outstanding lineup for the race, and uh, I can't wait to see how it all pans out. Hopefully, we can give the punters and the participants a bit of a heads-up on how it might look from a speed map point of view and
0: uh, just dissect a few of the queries there. Yeah, it's an interesting race this year because this is the fourth year of it, but I feel like this particular edition, there's been more chat about how the race could potentially be run as opposed to other years, so hopefully we can give the punters a little bit of an insight. But you feel like, I think a good starting point here is Nature Strip. Uh, We're going to start with with race 7 and then work our way back from there. But his race is pretty much going to be won or lost in the first 300 metres. Is that how you see it too?
1: I'd imagine they look to take control because that's when Nature Strip's at uh, his electrifying best. And from barrier five, it's it's the perfect draw. Like, I wouldn't have liked Nature Strip on one or two. Five just gives that little bit of a buffer. He can be there, a couple off the fence and just cross in his own time. And, of course, he'll have Eduardo to his outside applying some pressure. But Eduardo's also got to be mindful. There's no point going toe-to-toe with this guy, otherwise we're both going to end up uh, in a world of pain at the 200. So... They look to
0: control, it'll be fast, but it'll be at his tempo, I feel. Yeah, it's worth noting that the two the or well, the three horses that have taken on nature's trip so far, this preparation, uh, He's had. he's been beaten twice, but the horse that's eyeballed him, Ball of Muscle, yes he was out of the market, but he finished last, and then you had Faseca and Standout, and they both knocked up as well, so you're right, it is a little bit suicidal if you do try and eyeball Nature's Trip, uh, that said, what do we do with Dollar for Dollar, does he have the speed to punch up and make a bit of a pest of himself?
1: I didn't think he could actually be... Uh, a, a pain for nature strip by any means but I think they'll look to hold that spot right behind the leader uh, I know there was a bit of talk when the map came out yesterday that I possibly had it wrong and should have Hawkbury on her holding the spot there and dollar for dollar would hand up but dollar for dollar has got Tim Clark uh, dollar for Dollar's more probably even a 1400 metre type than 1200 so uh, he wants to make sure this is a truly run race in regards to Hawkbury on her I have mapped her sitting back running fourth just off the speed in an off-pace position. Uh, the theory behind that is in two runs back she's drawn barrier 13 and there's been only one option, and that's stamped urgent early to get across. Today she's got options A, B and C there, but Brenton Abdullah can come out and make it a decision then. So that was the theory behind that. I thought it was a bit of chatter last night on social media about my positioning appropriately on her, and that's where I'm coming from there. I could be wrong, but I'm saying they, they hand up and take a sort of a sit two, three lengths away from the leading
0: pair. There's every chance that Classic Legend jumps favourite in this race. You've got him Matt midfield, bit of cover, looks perfect.
1: He's the map favourite. He's got to be favourite. I've seen Classic Legend off that uh, outstanding run in the Premier. We're wide all the way. This just looks to work out perfectly for him. It does appear almost like we have two divisions if you look at our my map which is available on uh, the race new south wales website with the two four five forward and the remainder of them mid to back and classic legends just camped in that perfect spot i suppose the uh, intriguing part for me and the note that i've got written next to everything is lib or biv which one of those two goes forward liver libertini or bivouac can one of them begin really well and either glenn boss or regan bales make a call early and try and go forward and slot into a position in an off pace spot, as opposed to where I've mapped worse than midfield. So that's my one querying with this map.
0: You've got a it pegged as a, as a as a fast early tempo. Do you see it playing out similar to, to last year? So last year's Everest, the three that settled out the back with a trifecta in the end. Could you imagine it playing out similar this year?
1: Uh I don't think so. Because I think you've got a bit more strength towards the front with. Uh, obviously, or Guy Trash, and Hopri on her and classic legend who won't be all the way back. So, I'm not saying it's going to be set up completely for the run-ons, but I think those in positions are in the, the absolute A one spot.
0: And tricking, uh, he's drawn barrier four. Is there any chance he can use that to settle a little bit closer, or have you pretty much got him pegged as an out-and-out back marker?
1: More or less. I went back and had a look at the TJ Smith back in the Autumn Carnival and drew an identical barrier fall uh, in a similar setup kind of race with nature Strip speeding along up the front. Trekking maybe could take that position. I've got Behemoth at midfield, but I'd imagine in the second half of the field for sure.
0: Okay. And a horse like Libertini, uh, say she does take her medicine from the wide draw, can you see her still figuring in the finish? Because when I first did the form for this race... She's the one that looks worst off as far as the barriers.
1: Could be looks the worst off, but could be the most untapped in the race as well. Like, um, If we go back to this time last year, went down to Plonington and started a 4 dollars eight chance in the Coolmore. Was obviously beaten by exceedance there. Uh, she's only had 10 start. The upside's incredible with this uh, four-year-old mare. I I don't want to say that she's disadvantaged, it's not ideal, but Mm. I I definitely couldn't put the pen through. I think she's got a a big element of X factor
0: about her, and you've got to say on what we saw first up, Anthony's got her back to her absolute best. Yeah, and she's five from five on good tracks. I'm hoping the speed is genuine enough to give old boy Santa one last hurrah here, and and he can rattle home over the top.
1: It would be good to see. He's been a a flagship horse of the Everest, hasn't he? He's been there all the way through, um, and... Obviously, it'd be a great story if he could uh, produce something here now as an 8-year-old in the 4th
0: edition of Memphis. Alright, let's rewind right back to the start of the program. Hopefully, you can give the punters a bit of an insight into how the map might play out for the 2-year-old race, which is always tricky because there's only one horse here that has had a race start, and that's the favourite, Kalashnikov. How do you see them settling down?
1: Well, it's the interesting runner, Kalashnikov. Uh, began awkwardly on debut, went hard in the market, a $4 favourite in the Breeders, uh, ended up racing back around midfield there. I think tomorrow can lead this field, uh, go on the trial before the debut, and led all the way and was super impressive. I think with a clean beginning, James McDonald will be keen to put uh, this capitalist cult right up on the speed. Joining him obviously will be the Waterhouse bot runner Emerald Bay, who's drawn out wide for Tim Clark of the blinkers going on first time. Uh, she's all class, Chris Waller, that looks a, a real different setup with the two year olds from the Waller stable this year. She's all class, looks to have an abundance of speed and can use that good draw to slide through and be right
0: on pace uh, and looks to have well above average uh, ability. And typically with the two year olds, they generally run on fear to some extent, don't they? So you imagine that they'll go along at a good clip?
1: Absolutely, even without it being full of speed machines like we saw one of the additions of the two year old a fortnight ago there will still be a genuine fast tempo here over the thousand. they won't be any sitting back and
0: waiting. Alright, moving across now to race 3, which is the star mile, uh, of course over the 1600 metres. How do you see this playing out? I did note that Missy Beale you've got going forward instead of back this time.
1: Yeah, so the change of tactics last week in the Ames drew 14 to 14 there and probably had to do something like outside the box and go back her general pattern is to go forward and I thought here with the Daybook day book it gets right down to the 51 kilos after the claim I think the Baker Stable will be putting through a change of tactics and going forward on Missy Bill here because it doesn't look great speed on paper just thinking comes across from barrier 11 has the blinkers going on again but is worth noting is coming back from the 2000 metres to the mile here so there is the opportunity of someone to boot through and lead and I thought that would be Missy Bill
0: and what about opacity? What can punters expect from him as far as a settling position?
1: Well, it's another. There was a change of tactics last week. Uh, the option to be more forward, or two weeks ago, I should say. Wasn't able to achieve that. Got back to near last. Now has the blinkers first time, and uh, Robbie Doolan booked to ride. Barrier three, I think that, again, the intention will be to be very positive and settle in the first four or five here, and we won't see him right out the back as we saw first and second
0: up. All right, race five on the card is the Kosciuszko. Of course, the Tab Everest gets a, a lot of the limelight, but this is a, a fascinating race in itself. All the country train gallopers, really good field. Of course, It's Me is all the rage as far as the market goes. But how do you see this race mapping at least? Oh,
1: definitely a fast tempo. It's Me, as you say, the favourite. I think the made Bender's the speed here from Barrier 3, Kieran McAvoy. I think Bender will be pretty keen to lead these. Uh, Goes forward from the draw, front page goes forward a man apiece adding some spice into it, so it'll be a really fast tempo early. Uh, it's an outstanding addition of the Cosmosco, it is, but like, obviously, It's Me's Untapped and uh, horses like Ice in Vancouver. But you even look at uh, Lord Von Costa, like, here's a horse that won a, uh, a listed sprint up straight at Flemington last prep and has won multiple city races, and it's very wide in the market, so that tells us how strong of a race is.
0: Yeah, 100%. Intuition, redouble. These are horses with some pretty handy form with previous trainers, and they're knocking around at 30, 40 to to, to 1 in some instances. Um, Handle the truth. Now, this is the defending champ. You look at the gate, it looks sticky. Uh, What are Nash's options from there?
1: Well, it's less than ideal. Last year, Drew Seven was able to get to a beautiful spot just off pace, stalking the speed. I can't see that occurring this year. I've set worse than midfield. Obviously Nash going on, there's going to be some intent to be more forward, but I just don't think they can get there. Obviously went back in the small field first up, and the apprentice found plenty of trouble there. Um, I, I don't know. It's a very tricky draw for Handle the Truth. You go forward, you risk being caught with horses like Man a and Front Page kicking up underneath. Maybe three wide midfield with the trail would be a nice spot, but it's definitely a tricky draw uh, again. Off the past
0: tempo Yeah I did hear Matt Dale throughout the week Say that nothing's going to change with Man of Peace They're going to be handles down uh, Catch me if you can That's the way he does his best racing Absolutely It's just whether Front Page
1: and Fender Are going to be happy enough to hand up Or they're going to be wary that Man of Peace does do uh, Man of Peace's thing when he gets up in the lead And, and dictates So it makes for a very intriguing race Probably the Matt horses are too big Fari and El Mahaha Who can camp just behind the speed from the good draws and maybe to a lesser extent, Redouble. Uh, First up, Mitchell Beard down at Albury, been well publicised on uh, social media. Mitchell's a big player there on the Twitter and plenty of uh, chat there. Uh, Two trials have been outstanding and has shown reasonable speed. I don't think Redouble will be
0: getting far back from that good draw. I've said Midfield, no surprise, but pair closer. Okay, what about the favourite, It's Me? We've kind of touched on her, but as far as where she settles in the run, she looks to have drawn a lovely gate uh, and she shouldn't have too many excuses, You wouldn't have thought? Definitely not. Uh, we've seen it's made go
1: a long, long way back in three starts so far. But worth noting, they've been a thousand, 1, eleven hundred, a 1, thousand. Now at twelve hundred metres, I don't think there's any great need to drag all the way back. And from that mid sort of draw, can hold a spot midfield without any concerns here. And again, like I said, with those others, that can stalk the lead. The
0: race sets up beautifully with the good tempo for the closers. All right, race six is the Sydney Stakes, the Everest consolation, if you will, over the 1,200 metres. Uh, This race looks to set up to be run quite quickly as well. Absolutely. Prime Candidate from Barrier 1 has the
1: boots through. Does what we spoke about with Matt Dale's horse in the previous uh, Man of Peace. Prime Candidate does the best work when leading. Eurythea, the stablemate, can box seat, and I think they'll be really positive on Adalong here. Probably last time out over the 1,400, rode a touch conservatively in order to try and get the 1,400. That experiment didn't work. Let's go back to what we know works, the sprint trip, and let Adalong go and get right up on the speed here. Tricky off a special reward has to go forward, but he's coming back from the 1,500 of the Cameron here. I remember before first up uh, we heard Chris Lee say that special reward's better when chasing. The blinkers go back on here, but I think it's going to be a little bit tricky early for sure with special reward.
0: And I guess Trumbull, he's the one with the asterisk next to him, isn't he? Because we don't know if he'll jump clean or not, but if he does, he can put himself somewhere in the race.
1: You just don't know. Um, if you go on last prep, most likely doesn't begin all that well, but if does, can, is another that can probably follow out along across. Uh, Had the one trial, the Newcastle one has gone enormous, so uh, if was the jump, can really do something in this race.
0: Two others to touch on that are both hard in the market. We saw a standout eyeball nature strip last time out and that did not end well for him. Gerald Ryan's already come out and said they're going to ride him certainly on the quieter side, but the draw gives him the chance just to drop his head and and probably settle somewhere midfield here.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have thought any worse than midfield. I've got in an off-pace position from the good draw with Nash. Obviously just overdid it a little bit last time getting up outside the lead and had to face the breeze there. I thought here in a stalking position to be fine. I don't think there's any need to overdo it and go too far back because it is a race we've got a few marked back markers in, Tactical Advantage, Brave Song, Senior Fox and Deprive, Military Zone, who are all going to be well back. Standout has no need to be back with those horses.
0: Yeah, and Deprive is your current favourite in the race. It looks to suit him pretty well, doesn't it, The the way this race could play out?
1: With the fast tempo and obviously... Uh, is an absolute Randwick 1200 metre horse, like that's Deprive it's just uh, the perfect setup. Uh I, I, I see no dramas really, the wide draw would have been going back regardless, the wide draw probably suits better than an inside draw but second half of the field I'm looking to run on late the Deprive and we'll get every chance off the fast
0: tempo. Yep, ok now we'll have a look at the Craven Plate, this looks like a, a tricky race to, to find the winner you've got Star of the Sea is a very short price favourite, he was disappointing to the eye in the Epsom but the Epsom was a funny run race in that although the, the tempo was genuine up front, it was still largely on speed dominated and a lot of those horses that followed in midfield or worse pretty much just stayed in that one spot. I thought his run was a little bit better than what it looked to the eye. His runs prior to that at Wait for Age were outstanding and if he repeats that, he's certainly the horse to beat here. Uh, on trial at 2,000 metres, what do you think they'd do with him? I
1: thought they'd come out reasonably neutral and land in a spot in an off post position. I do think Barrier 1 and Barrier 3 have been against the last two starts, the uh, start of the season, the Group 1 company. Uh, barrier sits here much better. that leaves the option for McDonald to find a spot one off the fence as opposed to being cluttered up on the fence here. It is a tricky race to map. I've said a slow tempo. I thought Quintessa could be the leader here. Has a leading style rider in Josh Parr. I thought he could take over the race early and come across and lead from think it Over. And... The map horse for me and the one that looks like been a change is definitely Barna Girl, the Queenslander. Uh, Through an 11, 12, 11 and 14 at her past four runs. Prior to that, Drew Barrier 1 in the Daybreak Lover there at Doomban was able to box seat. I think from Barrier 4 here, they'll have Barna Girl up running second, third, fourth with ease and uh, be a much
0: better position than what we've seen in two runs this time in and the last couple at the end of last prep. So there's already been a change of tactics come through with Ronella. Am I right in saying that they're going to ride her a little bit more positively?
1: That's correct. Uh, John O'Shea informed the stewards yesterday, and that was tweeted out by the Racing New South Wales stewards. Uh, a good one to follow for all the Twitter uh, crew. Nella the intention with the blinkers going on again is to be ridden positively with the slow tempo. Uh, look, obviously, coming back in trip, it was a bit of a tricky one from 2,400 to 2,000. But Rachel King, it appears, will be really urgent early and I assume they'll be trying to get up outside the lead here. That'll be the play.
0: Do you think she has the early speed to do that?
1: In this race, I do at 2,000 metres without many others wanting to push forward. Although I initially mapped back, I think with a clean beginning and with a bit of intent
0: shown, it is achievable for Rondinella to get that close, for sure. Alrighty, looking at race nine now. Uh, this is the Bentley St. Ledger Stakes over the twenty six hundred metres. So a good staying test for these horses. It's been the new look St. Ledger has been run three times now, uh, and the two of those winners have come out of the Metrop. And maybe it's the same this year. Um, what do we do with Pass of Glory here? He's a horse that I've always had a reasonable opinion of. Last time out, wide draw, get back, bit of trouble, but I did like the way that he found the line.
1: Absolutely. A bit of an exciting stay. He's a six-year-old, but he's only had the 15 starts. Uh, Maybe this time next year, we're seeing Palms of Glory contest contest some of those really big uh, races, sort of Caulfield and Melbourne Cups. It wouldn't surprise me. Was a change of tactics last start to find cover from the wide draw. I think here, from uh, a good mid-draw, that we'll see Palms of Glory forward of midfield. The two leaders are clear-cut. Fun fact, and Woodlock, and they'll really make sure this is the Strong, hard run, twenty six hundred metres because they know nothing else. Uh, in, on top of that, we see fun fact on the quick backup after racing over the twenty two hundred at Boomba last week. So the speed will be right on, but I do think it'll allow Powers of Glory to get into a beautiful spot running third, fourth here, just stalking that uh, leading pair.
0: Okay, so that fast tempo, who does that suit? Do you think?
1: Oh, look, it'll suit Powers of Glory within a striking range. Uh, possibly Attorney, who's a real dead set stayer. Uh, maybe even She's Ideal has won over the 2,400 metres at the end of last prep and was a real staying effort that day. It was long odds on favourite and took forever to get there. But uh, another one from the Bjorn Baker stable on the quick backup here, seven-day backup, hard fit, uh, drops down to the 53.5 kilos. And you'd say She's Ideal is going to be very strong laid off that fast tempo.
0: Yeah, she's still only an 83 benchmark, but you get the impression that As she goes through her grades, obviously that's going to rise and rise, and in time she's going to probably make a a pretty handy mile-and-a-half horse.
1: I believe so, and there seems to have been a strong opinion of the horse all the way through. You've only got to look at the starting price history over the time. This preparation, $4.20 favourite, $4.20 favourite, $4.00 favourite, and $5 last week went winning. So that tells you that the market has this... uh, this man stamped as a, a, a an above average type given that you
0: can go around and
1: start that price right. start in a metropolitan
0: Sydney race Alright, we've got a couple of minutes spare so forgive me for just jumping back a touch here but I might have a look at race 4, the Reginald Allen for the fillies, now only mine is a really interesting runner across the car there because she improved sharply like I'm talking like 9, 10 lengths improvement what she did there last start at the midweekers, she ran really good time she had the blinkers on and she got out the 1,400 metres. Found the front and just proved too strong. I imagine that'd be the tactics again here. Try and find the front. Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Botton, catch me if you can.
1: That'll be the play for only mine to lead, but that was a race lacking a leader of Warwick Farm last time out. And, uh, Brett and Abdullah took control of the race there, and they uh, they ran over all time for sure, but there wasn't a whole lot of pressure in the early stages on that occasion. Today, there's going to be a lot more pressure. Uh, we've got a number of runners here stepping from the 1,100 to the 1,400, including... Probably the main pressure in Forbidden Love um, was able to race thereabouts last time in the Heritage behind Wild Ruler. Uh, Eliza Bill went to Hawkesbury and had the uh, the easy lead and the, the good win there. I don't think Eliza Bill can test only mine for the lead. I think they'll be content at this trip to take a sit. But there is good speed. Nikki's Fling goes forward, and Darling Diamond was a change of tactics last time, as we spoke about before. Uh, that stable are terrific when they do fire in the change of tactics. Again, they have to be positive here from the
0: wide draw. What do you think the tactics will be with Forbidden Love? Because I think that she's better ridden for speed. I think she's a speed filly, and that's her asset. That said, she's got 59 kilos, which she has earned because she's a pretty classy horse, and as it stands at the moment, she's the best horse in the race. But 1,400 metres is a big question mark for me.
1: I absolutely agree with, her, with you. The best way to ride her is for speed. But... They also have the stable mate in the race, Sweet Reply, uh, with Tim Clark book from Barrier 12. So maybe there's something there that I've got wrong and it'll actually be, we'll take a sin on Forbidden Love and we'll sort all the way forward with Sweet Reply. It's a really uh, tricky sort of a race. You'll even have Joe Viality, who's dropping back from the mile, but has won from On Speed before, drawn a little bit tricky. So this is one of the, the tougher maps for the day. And from my point of view, I had less confidence in doing this map and I would say doing an Everest where it looks reasonably
0: clean cut alright perfect that'll see us out thanks for listening everybody out there and if you're having a play on Tab Everest Day at Week, hopefully you're back a stack of winners thanks for joining me again Lee
1: thanks very much Brad. we'll talk next week